You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 10th, episode 3035, brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Today, we're going to learn all about Horse Week. That's right, it's Horse Week, and Mariah Hammerschmidt's joining us. She's the supervising producer of Horse Week, and she's going to tell us all about it. Plus, what dog breeds do vets love and hate, and your equestrian first world problems. Plus, we're going to get an update on a couple of... Of little, well, of a couple of youngsters that Jamie has. So we're going to, it's just, I just do these things to entertain you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That way I don't have to. I like that. And then we'll do a post show. I don't know about what. We haven't decided yet. But I have an update on Emma. Now, who is Emma? Emma is Queen Elizabeth's fell pony. Remember the one that was in every newspaper and magazine and Facebook page around the world that was standing there along the procession, uh, the funeral procession with the, the little the, black the photo pony? that oh, yeah, the yes. photo that made everybody cry. Well, they did an update on Emma. So, what's going to happen to Emma? Now, Emma was one uh, one of Her Majesty's favorite ponies. She rode Emma for a long, long time for fifteen years. Actually, she rode Emma, and so. All the pictures you would see of the queen riding when she was later in years was on Emma. And uh, so what's going to happen to Emma is Emma's going to stay at the Royal Muse and apparently be exercised by the team there. So she'll still be ridden and Emma's still going to be hanging around the castle. So no problem there. The queen bought Emma in 2004 as an eight-year-old. She went on to have a short but successful competition career. She was uh, she was a, a champion at Devon, at the Devon County Show there. She was actually at the Horse of the Year show ridden finals and also was in Olympia. Uh, they retired her in 2007 and was returned to the Royal Muse. She appeared in three pageants at the Royal Windsor Horse Show to mark the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, 90th birthday, and Platinum Jubilee. So this was probably by far the queen's uh, favorite pony, which is appropriate that all of the, that picture went crazy. And you She's know. 26 now. Yeah. She didn't look Ugh. it, though. She doesn't look it. I mean, they did a portrait. They posted another portrait of her uh, on the social media over there, and it's a good-looking pony. Fell ponies are so cute. They're <laughs> so, so pretty, cute. yeah. They really are. Je- Jennifer says, I've always wanted a fell pony, and uh, I have always wanted a fell pony, but I don't really like the you know $30,000 price tag that goes along with it. Come on, live a little. Can't take it with you when you go. That's true. That's true. Except our board's not cheap either. And I like my pony. Scooter's Stop great. Stop being so sensible. Live a little. I'm going to look up those ponies for a second. I'm doing this for Jennifer's benefit.
Happy birthday to one of our hosts here on Horses in the Morning. She does a sales and breeding episode, Kayla Benny. Hey, Kayla, happy birthday to you. And Caitlin Drazowski, it is her birthday as well. Happy birthday, Caitlin. But I have really good news this week. We had four new auditors this week. Four in one week. I think that might be a record for a while. Bailey Collins, Julie DeYoung, Rebecca Suppinger and Sherry Keys. Happy or welcome to all of you. Uh, we appreciate you being here and becoming you part of the family. Happy birthday. I almost did. <laughs> and we will do your happy birthdays eventually. And Amanda Coro increased her pledge. So it was a good week in the auditor uh, group. We really appreciate you guys joining. If you too want to become an auditor and kind of the insider group of the super fans of the Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning, go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right-hand side of the page. Um, I'm so excited to say this. Do you remember the beautiful, of course, you probably don't, but everybody remembers <laughs> the horse named Winx. She was an Australian, like, super horse. She was inducted into the Racing Hall of Fame while she was still running, like Black Caviar was, and just was named the world's best racehorse in 2018. She won four Cox plates, won over, I think, like $26 million or something crazy. Like, we're talking super horse, mare, amazing amazing creature she uh just had a baby so congratulations to wink she lost her last one so they're they say that the owners are ecstatic to welcome a healthy philly foal overnight <laughs> so she's 11 years old and uh, or the, you know wink says the baby's not 11 years old both mom and foal are healthy and doing very well so congratulations to winks and all of her her people her connections I got a new uh, niece overnight too. So, uh, oh, look at you. Well, but did she, did her mother earn yeah. $26 million? Uh, no, I don't think so, but she is healthy and happy, <laughs> and the niece is as well. So, <laughs> I, uh, we need an update. Speaking of the little ones, we need an update on two of your little ones that we haven't talked about. We've been talking so much about the bucking horse, we haven't talked about these two. And that's Effie, your little baby that ended up going for surgery and locked in stalls for the first half of its life. And, Oh my gosh. She's she's amazing. So Effie is out of my Oldenburg mare and she is by a horse named Devonair, a Hanoverian stallion. And God, she looks just like him. Came out black, exactly the color I wanted, but came out a girl. So um, I was calling her Philly. She ended up like lacerating her leg at the vet clinic. And then she ended up having like a respiratory infection. And then she got... Um, a uh, epiphysitis and so she's been on stall rest most of her life Forever. and then <laughs> while she was on stall rest broke her knee broke one of the bones in her carpus so it was uh euthanize or take a surgery and take out a small loan <clears throat> i opted for the small loan and i'm glad i did because they put a screw in the knee and she is just she, it's like she doesn't even know it's there, which is good and bad. Um, she started out in the stall and then moved to like a stall with like a 12 by 24 paddock attached. And then she went from the paddock to the arena attached. And now she's back out in her actual grass paddock. And so I'm really excited. I turned her out in there last night and she was flirting with all the boys and trotting around. I posted a video of her, just a quick clip. She doesn't her, look lame or anything at all. I don't like to talk about it, so we don't jinx it. Okay, I knocked on wood for you. 
Iggy, thank you. I'm just doing this for the listeners that didn't see the video. She looks great. Oh, she's so fancy and she's so pretty. And now because she's been handled so much by so many people, she's so sweet. And I named her Effie because I was just like this effing Philly just keeps doing (laughs) stuff. So that's how she got her name. Um, But now she's like, she's so sweet and she loves to be scratched. And she like able to handle all her legs and she comes when you just walk over she just loves people i don't know why they love people when they've been poked and prodded and <laughs> she has every reason not bandaged to bandaged <laughs> and yeah it's crazy you think that that they would they would start to hate humans because humans like i had to stick a tube of medicine in her mouth every 8 hours for 3 weeks okay think about that that's 3 times a day 7 14 21 days like crazy that is crazy. And she like still sees me and she's like, Hey, what do you got? I'm like, that's another two of medicine. She's like, okay, <laughs> like, it's fine. But she's so sweet and she's doing really well. And, and I turned her out and she was trotting around and she's such a pretty mover. And I'm just, I'm just so like, I needed a win, you know, I needed a victory. Well, I'll tell you what, I, it wasn't too long ago. We were having a conversation about whether to put this uh, little filly down or not. So I know. it's come a long way since then. I know. Yeah. I know. It just happened overnight. No, no big deal. It was so good easy. for you, though. I mean, good for you for <laughs> making the uh, hopefully what sounds like the right choice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like uh, that like baby can fly are, too. <laughs> people are like, "How is she?" I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I, I just pretend everything is just not. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Effie. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking on wood again. Right, so. Yeah, everybody so far she looks listening. great. Knock on something. Yeah, she's, she's doing well. And then you were asking yeah, about... Yeah, Because you, there isn't a, a dog mommy in the world that posts more pictures of their puppy than you. I can't help it. He's so photogenic. I posted is, like 15 photos yesterday. And it was in the span of like 30 seconds I took him. It's like all, the mini faces of Homer. So Homer is a uh, baby basset hound and he's the cutest puppy ever. And we just love him so much. And he is just awesome. And he's getting really good at being potty trained. And he is a devil to like steal things and run. So what he's decided his favorite things to do is steal chicken eggs and take the chicken egg out of the egg pile and then run. And you're like, no, you know, no, 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 Homer, Homer, get over Homer, Homer, give me that, give me that, just come here. Like that is, it's like the sneakiest little puppy ever. Like I had him in the house and I was eating pizza and all I had was a pizza crust and I had it sitting on the, the, like the couch, just leaning over to get something. And he's like, Oh, that's food. He like jumps. I mean, just so kamikaze. It's like, you're not starving. There's a bowl of food for you all the time. Things that you, you're not poor and living on the street. You don't have to scrounge for garbage. (laughs) It's so funny seeing all the pictures you posted of him was just crap in his mouth. Yeah, so he last night we Chad and I were sitting outside. I was having a hard seltzer on the patio and I set it down and I went to grab it again and and it was gone. And guess who had it? Homer yes. was having a little hard seltzer, was he? Homer had some hard <laughs> seltzer. A little too <laughs> so young he, to drink there, Homer. I know. He loved, he used a beer, seltzer, anything, anything he could have. This morning I was in the barn and I had to give a horse butte and uh he found the butte tube. And took off running with that. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. So you, is a puppy makes you be clean because you can't leave 
anything. Well, it's like a, when you had ground. a little kid too, right? I mean, same thing. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Same thing. I always said when before I had a child, if I ever think about having children, I'm going to get two puppies. And then now I'm like, I have a kid, and I and let's a get a puppy. <laughs> But that is the cutest puppy in the world. Speaking yeah. of which, there was this there's this veterinarian that's on TikTok and one of her videos went viral. And it was it was half people loving her and half the other group hating her. So her name is Dr. Whitney Terrell, and she's from Alabama. And she posted online the top five dogs she would never own. Now, remember, she's a small animal veterinarian, right? Oh, this is not going to go good for me. (laughs) So so she posted the five animals, the type dogs that she would never own, and then the five that she loves the most. And this is from working with them at the clinic. Okay. And of course, you know. (laughs) Is this like working with them, their behavior? Yes. Or is it like. Yeah, and I'll give you the reasons here. It's very short. I'll give you the reasons. So here's the top five that she hates. And this is what caused the problems, because all these lovers came out of these breeds. Uh, Number five on the list is the Chinese crested and hairless dogs. She says, these dogs are fine. I don't like hairless animals. They're zitty. They're kind of greasy. And the same with cats. It's a no from me. (laughs) So... There you go. They were never my favorite either, to be honest. By the way, if I don't we, think I've this ever is her, seen... not us. If you have any complaints, send them to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. That hasn't changed since the buyout, by the way. We I still don't feel like the Chinese crested is community. like a big horse community <laughs> yeah, dog. Me either. But they, I have seen the cats out there, and they're just, they don't look cuddly. Let's put it that way. Ooh, this one is. This one's going to make even some of our hosts unhappy. Chihuahua, number four. Not my cup of tea. Afraid I'm going to step on them will more than likely uh, be bit if I had one. They're usually a one-person dog. And we get bit by the most of any animal by chihuahuas. So I was a kennel manager of a of a clinic when I was in high school in Atlanta. And the I'll never forget Travis. Travis, bloody Travis. That that chihuahua, <laughs> they would board him all the time. And I'd have to take him for walks three times a day. Three times a day, Travis. You see me. I'm your friend. I feed you and I take you out for walks. And every day I would like Travis would try to murder me. Like every day. Like, I, I, three times a day. <laughs> Travis. Freaking Travis. Chihuahua. So yeah, chihuahuas have always been hard for me because of the because of Travis. It's all his fault. Well, I'll tell you, I uh, I haven't had much experience with chihuahuas other than when you go to a campground, it's usually not the big dogs that are the barky ones. It's the chihuahuas. They just never mm. stop. <laughs> it's just, they never stop. Number three on her list of uh, the dogs she likes the least uh, is French bulldogs, pugs, or Boston terriers. And that's a veterinarian thing. She said they just can't breathe. We're having more and more of these dogs coming in that just simply can't breathe because they bred them with their nose so, noses so stout that they just can't breathe. <laughs> I just read something, and it was like showing an X-ray of a skull of a normal dog and an X-ray of a one of those dogs where the nose is squished in. And it is honestly frankly disgusting they the 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 skull like basically pinches so much that the eyeballs don't even have room in the eye sockets that's why they pop out because the brain has like changed like everything is weird on those dogs and i my brother had a pug forever and and that was a great dog until he was golfing in the front yard chipping golf balls and Earl ran underneath the club and oh. her eyeball popped. He hit her in the head, her eyeball oh, no. popped out. 
Okay. I mean, it was still attached. Happy but breakfast is it... this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> By the way, she said they also snore. I've already got a husband that snores. I don't need anything else that snores. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do snore. Earl snored like all their breathing was snoring. Yeah. Uh, number two on the list, German Shepherds. Uh, and huh. he, she says they have a potential to be really great dogs, good police dogs, good, but they need a job and most owners don't give them a job. Yeah. So she's kind of blaming the owners on that one. And that's probably true. Actually. By the way, Earl was okay. She had her eyeballs stitched to shut and everything went back in. Okay. Place. <laughs> I wouldn't want to ask. I wasn't gonna yeah, ask. she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> you want to take a guess at what her number one is? <sighs> the dog breed she that would never own and doesn't <laughs> like? No. No, it's not Bassett Hound. Well, have you gotten to no, not a golden retriever. Golden doodles and doodle golden. and poodle mixes. Why? Some of these dogs are really sweet, but a lot of them are crazy, crazy hyper. Can't still still sit still for two seconds. And we've had some really aggressive ones in the clinic as well. Ear oh, infections wow. out the wazoo. Expensive grooming. They're a mixed breed. Too high maintenance for me. So I betcha she heard from the Golden Doodle community. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, my my sister in law and brother in law have two. One's golden and one's black. And energy. Oh my god, energy. Like, and, and so she's huge. not wrong about that, huh? No, they're just they're just like they're like ho- tiny ponies in the house. It's like having a house pony. <laughs> All right. Here's the top five. And I think you'll like this list. Uh, you especially will like this list. Um, so the top five dogs that she really likes as veterinarian in Alabama is Great Pyrenees. Really? Why? They don't necessarily do great at the vet, typically because they're herding dogs. Uh, but uh, she just likes their temperament. She just goes on to say she really likes their temperament. They're just the best dogs to be around and they love kids and so she just likes them. So people here breed um, Great Pyrenees with Anatolians and, and shepherds. <laughs> it's like it's another big white dog. Okay. And I swear to you, that is the only dog I see roaming the streets. Uh, they must just ha- need to move, I guess. I don't know. But they're always you. And I can never catch it. I always try to catch them. Uh, the number four is German short-haired pointers. I, we knew we knew somebody that had short hair pointers, and they were really cool dogs. I must admit, but they're kind of high energy too. Um, she said, "You don't want one of those if you live in an apartment." That's probably, no, that's probably true. Uh, golden retrievers number three that had to be on the list, right? I mean, uh-huh. it's always on the list. Uh, and then number two, you're going to be happy with this mutts, mixed breeds, or strays. Yay! What's her reason for that? Uh, For number two, I don't have a picture because it's a mutt. Uh, They can look like anything. They're just fantastic dogs. They usually don't have as many genetic or hereditary problems like pure breeds do. They are are thankful that they have a home, and I highly recommend a mutt. We've owned many over the years, and they've been... Everybody's my, we have Danny and of, of all the dogs that we have, we have five now. She is by far the best dog. Like she's like, I don't want to do anything wrong. I love you guys so much. Right. I'll just sit right here. And wait I don't want to go back. back. <laughs> yeah, please. Let me just, I'll be here. It's fine. I wish horses were like that, but I know they're not always like that. Uh, number one, any guess on her favorite? <sighs> it's gotta be i mean obviously basset hound i would think, ding but... ding 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 it's a basset what? hound yes so she said they're smelly 
They have a really deep, loud bark. They can have ear, back, and weight problems. They can sometimes be a little crotchety at the vet, but I love them. They're so sweet. Her, She owns one. Mine is the best dog and comes to work with me every day. So she, Basset Hound is top on her list. Homer oh, is her she's favorite. she's not biased at all. <laughs> I think that's why this TikTok has millions of views. Yeah. Oh, but I knew gosh. you'd like it. I only reason Yay. I brought it to the table is Homer was top of the list of favorite breeds. Well, yeah. So I've had, now I had um, Riddy. My basset hound, and I she, I got her when she was a senior, and then I had Lucky, and I got him when he was a senior, and then I have Bella, and she's like 10, and so this is my first basset hound puppy, and people talk about how challenging puppies they are. Dude, they sleep 22 hours a day. It's well, crazy. Yours seems to be an exception to every rule. You just got so lucky with this puppy. I mean, this is just the cutest, cutest most affable puppy ever. He's so good. My farrier was like, uh, what's the deal? He doesn't run off? And I was like, no. Why would he run off? Like, I'm right here. <laughs> well, then again, you needed a good puppy to make up for all the horses you've had challenges with. So. That's true. So that is true. Is, and of course, we're greyhound people. So, you know, we like greyhounds. Jennifer still has her eye on it. Someday would like to get a full-grown poodle, not the mix, but the full the the tall ones. Uh, so she would like to do that someday. But I, don't, I doubt they'd have the fancy haircut. But she just loves the I can't poodle. see Jennifer's <laughs> no, going to be like, no. I'm going to do the poodle groom. Give me the horse. Yeah, that ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) The World Equestrian Center sponsors this episode. And uh, they did say um, that the Equestrian Aid Foundation Disaster Relief Fund, they wanted me to mention this, is open to members of the equestrian community who are facing critical needs as a result of Hurricane Ian. Equestrians who are in the uh, immediate need can go to equestrianaidfoundation.org. There's a button right on the homepage. I went there and checked it out today, where if you need aid, if you were affected by the storm, you can click that. If you want to donate to the Equestrian Aid Foundation, then you can do that on that front page as well. So if you need aid or you want to donate for the help, a lot of horse people were affected by this hurricane. So uh, check that out. There's also still time to place your entries and reserve your stalls for the 2022 Fall Show Series at the World Equestrian Center. The series consists of four weeks of Premier Hunter slash Level 6 Jumper Competition from November 9th through November 20th and December 7th through December the 18th. Also going on this weekend is they have the Ocala Home Show. They have the, speaking of German Shepherds, one of the most hated breeds by that veterinarian, they have the 108th German Shepherd Dog Club of America National Specialty Show. And I looked up what they do because I wanted to know. And apparently they do working dog sport competitions, which I'm assuming I don't know, has tracking or something. They do obedience, tracking, rally and agility, and admission is free. So if you want to check that out, you can go check it out at the World Equestrian Center. They're going to be an indoor arena four. And uh, they they just have so much going on there all the time. They have 12 restaurants. It's just a lot to do. They're building two big new buildings in the front of the uh, one side of the Equestrian Center. One of them is a, a new 300-room hotel that's apparently going to be a little bit more affordable. And the other is a retail center. Now, they already have a ton of retail, so they're building another retail center. So there's a lot of construction going on over there still as well. Check it out if you're coming by on Route 75. It's only like 10 minutes off the highway. It's worldequestriancenter.com. Now let's switch from dogs to horses and find out what is Horse Week and how can you participate? 
I have Mariah Hammerschmidt on. She's supervising producer of Equine Network, including Horse Week. And it is Horse Week this week. Mariah, tell us about it. What is Horse Week and what happens? Of course. So Horse Week is actually really exciting. We decided that we wanted a week dedicated to all of the amazing stories that are all over our equine industry. They are everywhere. They're under every nook and cranny. And some of them are known and some of them aren't. So we decided to hit the road and start telling all of these stories and bringing them to the public. So this isn't, so what happens here is you have a, a bunch of videos and that, that they can find at horseweek.tv and you actually have a set schedule kind of like a, uh, am I correct in that? Kind of like a TV network does? Absolutely. So we have, um, every day there is a couple hours of content and we have a schedule every day to follow. It's during prime time, depending on where you are at in the country. And just something so people can sit down and enjoy the stories all across our industry. We we have anything from educational training tips and tricks to full-blown 30-minute documentaries about different athletes and different horses all throughout our industry. I was looking at the schedule today, and it seems to include English and Western. It covers covers the whole gambit. It's not just focused on one area. Absolutely. And we also try and include... Um, some things about therapeutic riding and our rescue horses and really reach out to all facets of our industry because horses, as we know, are such amazing creatures. So we really tried to encompass all the things that horses are in um, all across our industry. Now, is this all original content? Is this stuff that you filmed, uh, that your team filmed? We had a film contest that we held at the Equine Network, but we also included the Equus Film Contest. Um and they were able to submit videos as well. So the huge film festival that they have, we included some of their content as well. Oh, cool. So this is going on all week, and they, they just go to horseweek.tv. You can see the complete schedule on there, and you can watch it right there on that website, correct? Correct. So, And we're also, if you use that horseweek.tv, you're able to cast to your TV so you can sit on your couch with your family and enjoy all of the content. Oh, good. You know, sometimes we're so used to doing that with YouTube now that when I get a Facebook video, I'm like, I can't put it on my TV. You know, so <laughs> I'm so used to doing that now. So it is uh, horseweek.tv. You can find it there. I have to ask you, something else in your title caught my interest and I wanted you to tell me what it is. Icons by American Cowboy. Yes, Icons by American Cowboy. I'm glad you brought it up. It's one of my passion projects. That's what we like to call that whole project was my passion project. (laughs) I I actually... um, You realize that means if it doesn't work, you're blamed. And if it does work, you're credited, right? Correct. I just decided to go all in so that it didn't, nothing bad happened. Um, Jamie does that when she buys horses. She's all in, whether it goes right or wrong. You know what? You got to learn somehow. I I think us horse girls are pretty famous for that. We're just all in, right, wrong, or indifferent. So what is it? Um, So Icons by American Cowboy was something we created to keep the American Cowboy brand alive and well. And we went to an all online platform. We really wanted a way to continue to tell the stories that the magazine was telling, um, but in a more interactive way with video. So we went through and we decided, hey, we're going to create some content just around cowboys. It's not going to be sponsored content. It's just going to be really cool cowboy footage. 
So we created Icons by American Cowboy, and it's all about the icons all throughout the American West. Oh, that's very cool. That is, did you have a, did you come from a film background? I didn't, actually. Um, I went to school to be an accountant. Funny. (laughs) It's a long way from that. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And I worked in accounting for a couple years. Um, Equine Network uh, hired me to actually do some of the accounting and manage some of their projects because I also had a little bit of a marketing background. Um, At that point in time, I went back to school, decided to get my marketing degree. I got my marketing degree uh, and was project manager for a long time. When we, in one of our many acquisitions, we um, formed with a company that already had a film group. So we needed somebody to project manage those projects. And so I started project managing and I just learned along the way. And here we are uh, eight years later and I am the supervising producer at the Equine Network. (laughs) So of the three of us on the call, Jamie's the only one that started out and stuck with, because I was an insurance agent for a long time and here I am doing this now. Jamie actually started out in radio. So she's, she's the only one that stuck with the original plan. I mean, I didn't, well... I chose radio like not out of you know college or anything, but I got I got to it, and that was what I stuck with. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I found my way to it. Yeah. Most of us you know, don't, though. I read that the average person changes careers. I mean, total careers four times in their life. That you're at like fourteen. I'm at twenty. I think. I think <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest job I've ever had. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I, really I, qualified to do anything else no, besides no, talk. Okay, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I can't even imagine my life being anywhere else. And it's so funny when I talk to people about it. I'm like, this wasn't even in my like in my plan. I had no idea that this was even a job. All I knew is that I wanted to be in the equine industry. It was my passion. It was what I was good at. And here we are. I'm the supervising producer of the Equine Network. I love my job. I'm the luckiest person on the planet. I get to meet the coolest people. I get to travel all over. Somebody else pays me to do it. It's awesome. <laughs> so you're the exact opposite of an accountant now. You're just spending somebody else's money. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Genius. Genius. <laughs> exact opposite. Oh, it's horseweek.tv is where you where can you find the icons by American Cowboy? Where can you find that? Those are all also on Horse Week. So okay. um, one of the things we really wanted to make sure that we included was our Icons by American Cowboy. So Icons by American Cowboy is all on there. Every day we go live, but at the end of the live, uh, anybody can go back and rewatch anything that they they might have missed or they just want to go and watch that certain piece. Very good. Well, Mariah, it was good to meet you. And thank you so much for putting this together and joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science. Their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. And even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. It, even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. And they're dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach its full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. And you can put their research to the test at Horse Innovation. Dot com. That's horseinnovation.com. 
Well, there's two five-star events in the United States now. There used to be only one forever, but now there's two. Unfortunately, they did the first running of the Maryland five-star at Fair Hill in 20, what was it, 2019 or something? And then COVID hit. COVID hit. And yeah. uh, so this year it's back. And I will say that uh, they got some names coming over from England. They have uh, Oliver Townend's coming over. New Zealand's Tim Price is coming over. Harry Mead. Uh, Philip Dutton is bringing his veteran horse Z. Uh, Will Coleman with Dante. Uh, Tammy Smith's going to be there with, the, is it Danito? Um, is Danito the one? The to, black one? No. Yeah, no. Okay, not the black one. Uh, Lauren Nichols. And she just won a big one over the weekend. Yeah, she did. She won over on a different at, horse. At a different horse. That's California. right. California. Um, and so basically the names I just mentioned are all part of the silver medal winning team at the, at the world championships. They're going to be on different horses, but, uh, it's all part of the world championship team. Fair Hill is kind of a cool place. It's so large. I think they have like 4,000 acres there. Uh, but the way they've redesigned it makes it really easy to get in and out of. If, if you're, if you can never get to Kentucky and you live in the Northeast and want to see a five-star, then this is the thing to do this weekend. It starts on Wednesday with the trot up and then Thursday and Friday, like usual, or dressage. Saturday is cross country day. By the way, if you're looking for where you can watch it, if you're not going, it's USEF Network has it on Saturday. So the cross country day starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday with the three star division. And then the five star starts at 1 p.m. That's usually how these run now. And then Sunday is the show jumping to, and, and that's usually from about one to four. And that'll be on USEF Network. Too. So if you need your fix, you don't have to wait until Land Rover every year now. You can get it halfway through the year and watch Maryland. That'll be happening this weekend. And now it's time for some first world problems. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Well, these are real problems submitted by our listeners and uh, their auditors. And on Sunday night, Monday morning, we put up a post in the auditor room asking for your equestrian first world problems. And I feel like I need to just take a moment, Glenn, to remind everybody what a first world (laughs) problem really looks like. A first world problem example would be I have this amazing horse, but I don't know what saddle to ride in because I have three and like, which one do I ride today? Yes, that is a problem. What is not a first world problem and is a real life problem is some sort of injury, illness, natural disaster or something like (laughs) being broke, like uh, any of that. That's a real problem. And I don't want to highlight those because they're not funny. (laughs) This is all about the funny. This is supposed to be funny. We just want to laugh at you. and We don't want to walk laughing. away depressed at your problems. Yes, <laughs> yes. we want to laugh at you and uh, laugh at because uh, you're laughing at yourself. Um, so uh, if they want to submit first world problems, you need to be an auditor. And how do they do that? Go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner right side of the page. And for as little as $3 a month, you can participate in the auditor room and also get our post show. And I have something to talk to you guys about in the post show today, too. Oh, I thought you didn't know what you were going to talk about, I but now. see, something I came know. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to start with Amy. And Amy, this happens to me as well, and it's been a while for me as well. Amy says, 
I had a bad dream last night where I couldn't figure out what ring I was supposed to be in. I didn't have a hairnet. And then I called my best friend to bring me gloves and she brought me winter gloves and it was summertime. And then I woke up and I was very confused while I'm having a horseshoe nightmare when I haven't shown my horses in years. <laughs> I still have dreams of being in like elementary school and, and not wearing pants. You, know? so, you, just can't, you can't help it. You know what I have dreams about? And I did recently. It's funny you brought that up. Is high school not being able to find my locker. I forgot where my locker was. I have oh. that dream all the time. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess you have to care about books and stuff and getting them <laughs> to the right class to have that dream. <laughs> Remember the days when we had to carry books? Yeah. Yes, I do. And and I put them on my locker. And if I couldn't find my locker, I'd be like, mm, well, I guess I'm not taking books to class today. I do, do as I say, not as I do, people. Um, now, the next one is our birthday girl, Kayla. She had to chime in on her birthday. She says, my boss is a real slave driver and I have to ride five horses on my birthday. Spoiler alert. I am my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many That's people would great. kill to be able to ride five horses in one day, especially the quality horses she's riding? I know. She said, goes on to say that her boss is a real turd. Yeah, she is. She is, too. I met her, and she's bad. Yeah. Wendy, uh, let's just take a, let's have a, like a brief moment of silence for the poor drama that Wendy is having to go through. Okay. Okay, that's it. Uh, so she says, fall is here in Florida. And my pool is so cold. It's down to 75 degrees for my morning swim. And I guess I'm going to have to turn the heater on. There was a tree in it after the hurricane. I guess she took the tree out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, see, see and there Glenn That's is a, a perfect classic example. First world problem. Classic real problem versus first world problem. <laughs> Wendy, you get it. Proud of you. <laughs> you may win today, actually. Yeah, that, that, that might be the winner. I, th I think we're going to go ahead and call it. But Jessica's <laughs> is pretty good, too. She says, all of my saddle pads are, like, so dirty and need to be washed. But, like, I forgot to bring them up to wash them while my husband was out of town. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. She doesn't win for that. I, I have to represent the horse husband here. <laughs> I will say, though, since we started boarding, there's no washing machine over there. So... I've had to tolerate oh. the washing here at the house. Yeah, you're going to have to mm, deal That's with my it. first world problem. <laughs> I boarded at a place and trained at a place where they wash their saddle pads every day. What? Every day you'd finish and you'd put it in the washer. And then all the saddle pads were like junky. We live you in know? Florida. We don't wash them every day. <laughs> yeah. I have been known to take the hose to the bottom it side would, of the pad. Actually, I think you're right. I think washing it would tear them apart quicker than yeah. not washing them it it did yeah. uh julie so basically don't ever do your laundry people clearly it messes everything up except your uh, sheets once a week we determined that that's a rule now yeah i didn't sleep well last night i realized i didn't change them on saturday see, see? there you go mm-hmm mm-hmm been life-changing being on this show. Julia says, <laughs> I was given a retired polo pony for free, but then she needed a new Wintech saddle and then the Wintech shimp kip and a total saddle fit girth with elastic, a sheepskin girth cover, a toe wool boot pad to be comfortable, and then I tossed in a pair of hella expensive aluminum safety stirrups for me, and now my free horse is so expensive! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Stephanie said we went on our first hunter pace. By the way, yesterday. thank you for supporting our sponsors. We appreciate that. Right? <laughs> we went on our first hunter pace yesterday and we won. But now I'm obsessed and pace season is only like a few months. And what am I going to do for the rest of the year? <laughs> Jennifer loves hunter paces. I do too. 
They're so fun. Um, Nicole, I would like to apologize. Uh, this, this has not happened to me. We got Muscovy ducks after hearing about them on horses in the morning. <laughs> this is your and, fault. This is all about you, girl. And they were so cute as ducklings, but now they're adults and they attack us every time we go outside. <laughs> I haven't had that problem, but I didn't have males. I only had females and they were, they are delightful. They like hang out in my backyard and then they go back to the pond and they go up in the barn. Were those like, the ones that great. wander all the way up from the barn, barn when we were there? They have a long yeah. way to go to walk. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're awesome. I don't. I'm sorry you're having problems, Nicole. Um, clearly, it's you. Mm, yes, <laughs> they're probably a crossbred with something kind of like the uh, the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like geese. You know, with the like my I had the two geese, and the female was sweet as can be, and the male was it started attacking us, and I was like, that's not okay. Um, maybe that's your situation. I don't know. And then our final one because I had to thin out so many because you guys have real problems. Uh, Flossie says I want to ride, but I had brought my saddles inside for the hurricane, and now it requires too much effort to carry them back outside. <laughs> Oh my God, Flossie, that's the laziest thing I've ever heard. That is pretty lazy. Ever. I'm not going to ride because my saddle's like not in the barn, like not on my horse already. Yeah, you need to hire a groom. There you go. Problem solved. Get yourself a farm boy. I will say that we're loving the weather here in Florida. It's finally cooled off enough. The, the hurricane did blow the hot air and humidity out, and it's been lovely ever since. It's been in the low 80s and the 60s at night. I am loving this now. I, it, we're finally in the good times here in Florida. So bring right. that saddle out of the house. I think she lives in Florida. And go ride, okay? Uh, I wanted to remind everybody, too, you can find the links for all the guests that we have and in the show notes just by scrolling left or right or up or down depending on what podcast player you have. And then you'll see the links right there on your phone and you can click on them and go there. Some people don't realize that. And also we have a webpage on horseradionetwork.com for all 10,000 plus episodes we've ever done. So if you want to find links uh, for a certain episode of a certain show, you can go to horseradionetwork.com too. So I just wanted to remind everybody of that because we had some people looking. Uh, And for the new auditors, if you haven't uh, liked it yet, go find HRN Auditors on Facebook. Just search for HRN Auditors. Ask to join and we'll add you in there. And that's how you can find out how you can listen to the post show, which is going to be coming up here shortly. And of course, we have 20 other shows on the Horse Radio Network and we'll have some new ones joining from Equine Network here soon as well. We're probably going to bring one over about every 10 days and introduce you to those shows as, as we bring them over. Uh, and you can go to the App Store and get Horse Radio Network app with just our shows anytime you want you can find jamie at you can find me on facebook fly over farm jamie jennings certified monty roberts instructor and uh constantly posting all the horses that i have in training and constantly people tell me how to do it better (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) matter how educated you are do you think pat pirelli gets that do you think people are telling him how to do it better I know Monty gets it, so. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're never immune to that, are you? No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I appreciate all of you individuals telling me how to do my job better. Thank you. (laughs) I don't even do that. I know better. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, all All of Spade, neuter, geld.
time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Yeah, thank you for being here, auditors. Appreciate it. Uh, what I wanted to talk about, and actually was having Mariah on that reminded me. I got several emails last week, and I've gotten a lot of messages. And we understand your concern about when there's a transition. And I, I, a lot of people <laughs> have made comments about this, about expecting us to go away or the network to go away. Again, I'm going to reiterate, they bought us because they like what we do. Uh, they tend to buy companies and keep them uh, the way they were and just grow them and make them better with more resources. That's kind of what Mariah was saying there, too. So um, I just wanted to assure you that we're still here. We still did your question first world problems. You know, they haven't said a word about content. Uh, matter of fact, what I've been working on mostly is, number one, doing meetings, meeting everybody. And everybody I've met has been like Mariah. Um, I've been, really enjoyed everybody I've met. And it turns out I've known a lot of them for years and didn't even know they work for Equine Network. So there's that. Um, oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah. No, I got on with the sales guy, and I've known him for 10 I've seen him at HP all the time. I just never put two and two together. And, and uh, uh, he was so excited that, that uh, we're with them. And, you know, I just have known him for a long time. So it's been it's been an interesting week. It was the first week for me of transition stuff. So it's been interesting also having a boss now and trying to figure out, do I have to ask about that or do I just make a decision? So there's a little bit of that when you get any job that you have to oh, figure out. Oh, ask for forgiveness, forgiveness. <laughs> not permission. <laughs> That's right. That's so true yeah. in everything. Unless you're spending money, then I think I have to ask for permission. But um, then something else hit me, and you're going to appreciate this. So something else hit me. Jemmy called me out of the blue on Saturday. And I, you know, of course, this has been part of it, but it never really dawned on me. She called me out of the blue on Saturday and said, I just wanted to ask you, how does it feel to never have to pay me again? <gasps> and I thought, wow, I don't have to pay her or Jamie or Reese or Phil. I don't have to pay anybody again. That was, that's when it really hit me. It was like a light bulb went off. You know, it's one of those things I knew, right, that they were going to take over paying people, and I didn't have to do that out of my wages anymore. And it's like, wow, but it really hit me. <laughs> really yeah, did. congratulations. This is a big deal. <laughs> but it was true. It was like, and it, it took her just making that phone call. That's the only reason she called. <laughs> <clears throat> just that, that, just that. that hey. Just that. Hey. How's it feel to never have to pay me again? I was like, so speaking wow. of getting paid, uh, when's that happen? Like, I got to talk that? to them because I don't know that they know they have to pay you. I think I told them you were doing this for free. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you write that in the contract? I did. She's free. I said, Jamie's free. She loves doing this show. It's like her therapy. She saves money not having a therapist. Yeah. It's so true. you don't have to pay her. It's good. There are many times that a child will be like, I'm so glad you get to talk about all this on the show. <laughs> not with him. <laughs> and not with him. Like, he doesn't say not with me, but, like, I can read between the lines. I'm no dummy. So, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of you wanted to know, after the first week, they haven't canceled anything. Nothing's changed. We're all still here. It's all good. All right? They are And going like you said, everybody we meet that we've talked to is, like, just super happy to have their job. Like Mariah. I loved her. <laughs> she was yeah. great. And she told us something that we can't talk about, but she told us something after that we went, really? That's a perk? <laughs> so we're learning about the perks yet, too. Um, but, yeah, so don't worry. Just take a deep breath. 
take a chill, chill pill. And apparently, you know, people are still becoming auditors and still hanging out with us. So that was good, too. But I just wanted to assure everybody that we're still here. It's all good. Uh, it, but the one difference is I had two weekends in a row off that I didn't have to work. I think that's a first in 14 years. So, uh, so that was nice, too. I get to have a life again. I got to visit with Scooter and have some fun. Yay, congratulations. So, as you know, Jamie knows this, uh, Nigel has trouble with new trailers. (laughs) Nigel's always had trouble trailering, but he has to get used to new trailers. So, Jennifer's been working with him on the new trailer, which is a slant load, which he's never had before. Uh, Now, it's a three-horse trailer, slant load. Do you still have the walkthrough one? No, we we traded that one in. Okay. So, it's a two-horse trailer, or a three-horse trailer with a slant load. We took one of the partitions out. So Scooter gets the front stall, and Nigel gets two back stalls, which is huge. It's about 10 by 10. Uh, but he's still, you know, it's, it's a step up. He had a ramp before. He never really got used to the ramp, but he's also not really used to the step up. He just doesn't like trailers. So she's been working with him and training him and getting him, using Monty's method, actually, to get him in. And, and it's been okay, but we've never driven anywhere yet. So <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. Um, so yesterday we take him out, we get him, he loaded, we put Scooter in the front. By the way, Scooter takes a flying leap in because it's a step up and it's a pretty good step. So for him, it's pretty big. Nigel, not so big, but he acts like it's big. Scooter just takes a flying leap into the trailer because he knows there's alfalfa in there. So he jumps in. I, I put him in the front stall and I close the partition. It only took her a minute to get Nigel in the stall. Uh, in the trailer, so we closed up the trailer for the first time, and we drove him all the way to the other end of the farm, stopped, got him out of the trailer, and that's how far they went. Now, he looked kind of surprised that he wasn't someplace new. But she really I? wanted him to have a good experience. You know, that's one thing that, that she believes in, I know you do. You want them to have a good experience, right? Oh, we didn't go mm-hmm. far, it was okay, and I get my rest of my hay when we get there. Um, so next weekend, we're going to be taking him down the road to one of the trailheads. He'll get out. He'll get to take a walk around, eat some grass, and then we'll put him back in. But uh, it went. people are always asking for updates on Nigel and, and Scooter. Scooter has no problem with the trailer. He leaps in and leaps out like it's a toy and gets his hay in the meantime. So we take Nigel out, who's still learning to back out of the trailer without falling on his butt. So he backs out. And did okay. He didn't hurt anything. And then I go to get Scooter, and I open the partition, and Scooter's like, hell no, there's still alfalfa in here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> he won't get out. <laughs> I untied him. I'm dragging him, trying to get him out of the trailer. He's like, but my hay is right here. <laughs> so he he's so funny. Scooter is still the personality he always was, although he, he does things now. He's adventurous, and he loves going on adventures. So for him, the trailer is, we're going to a cool place and doing fun things, uh, which is what trailers should be, right? Uh, although I think some horses just never... They get used to them, and they put up with them, but they never like them. So, I don't know. We're learning. He's doing better, and Jennifer's taking her time. She said, you know, she said this yesterday. She said, and she's trained horses for years. She said, Nigel has taught me that sometimes you have to do it on the horse's time. Sometimes you have to give a horse a chance to figure it out. And if they figure it out, then it goes better in the long run. So, she's been doing that with Nigel with this. Good. I mean, there's such a benefit to practicing before you actually have to go somewhere and you're like, oh, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And then you add that adrenaline to the whole mix. And it's like, oh man, I, I mean, you know what I'm having trouble with uh, here is that some of the horses get adopted from here and people come to pick them up 
and I don't have like a loading area or anywhere, anywhere. Just you know, I can back up to the arena, and the step up's not as big. And but actually, your driveway's kind of tight for for trailers. I mean, and, I mean, there's a turn I can go through, but the problem I'm running into is that people are showing up to pick up racehorses, like 16 two-hand racehorses with quarter horse trailers. <laughs> they can't even stand and then, up. <laughs> and they won't go to go get in. They've never seen that. And these people are like, I've just adopted this horse and this horse won't load. I don't, you know, and, and I'm like... Like this is this is not what they've learned and they haven't been taught to get in these things and now you're now it's a mess, you know. And so I had one horse well, that got adopted. Don't really fit lengthwise either in those. They trailers. don't and it's it's like, well, this is all I have. Well, I don't know what to tell you. This is not <laughs> they can't fit in the trailer. <laughs> and so I talked to Monty about it because I was like, I don't understand what to do. And this is when I went to somebody's house and they couldn't get the horse in the trailer and it's a big thoroughbred, but like a tiny bumper pull quarter horse trailer. Like tiny like a pony trailer. And I remember I mean he was like I got him all the way in, like his front feet were at the very front and he was eating and his hind end was still outside. Yeah, well, that's that's physics. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I, 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 I talked to Monty about it and we, i was actually it's on camera somewhere um you know it's anybody have any questions we were in the movement i think last year and i was like i have a question and i know i told you this but it's worth repeating i said there's a local girl who wants me to load her horse in the trailer and i went out there and it's like in a field with donkeys and it's this tiny two-horse bumper pull and she just wants it to get in the trailer and go down the street for like local shows and stuff like that and he's like okay here's what we're gonna do He's like, I want you to take the trailer and park it in the back corner of that field. And I was like, okay, this is new. I'm going to write this down. He goes, then I want you to tell her to tack up her horse. And I was like, dang, some new information here. Okay, tack up her horse. And he goes, then I want you to tell her to get on and ride the horse to the show. (laughs) I was like, didn't see that coming. He was like... He said, your job as a trainer is to put the horse in the most conducive learning environment that you can do. And he was like, that's not at all the right situation. And I was like, okay, thank you for that. (laughs) He can be funny in a very dry way. Oh, God, he's great. I mean, but he's just, he's he's 88. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to say what I want to say. Exactly. (laughs) But he's right. It's still yeah. a math problem, right? It is. Your it horse is. is 85 inches and your trailer's 75 inches. That's a math problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, and I don't know what to tell these people who come to get their horses. I'm like, the last person showed up, I was like, this is not big enough. He's not going to well, get in there. The trailer not big we enough. have now is seven, six, I think. Okay. Is that, and then they, they go to eight feet, right? Tall. Um, we couldn't fit a draft horse in this one. It, you know, if we got a 17 and a half, 18 hand draft horse, it wouldn't fit in this trailer. And it's a big trailer, uh, but it wouldn't fit. So, yeah, you have to think about those things before you buy a horse. <laughs> You're going to move them around. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what she ended there. up doing, riding her horse to the um, show. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I, I had to, I had to tell, well, I went back and I told her, I told her what he said. So <laughs> Did I was you like, tell her the jokey part? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and she bought a new trailer. Oh, there you go. And, I mean, it problem. was still a terrible bumper pull, you know, short one, but at least it was like more of a stock size. So it was longer. And, so I got him in that one. Yeah. I think sometimes they can duck a little, but man, if they don't fit lengthways, they don't fit. Like, it's just not going to work. Nigel, yeah. we the first time, before we bought that double ramp trailer, which had the ramp in the back and the ramp in the side so they could walk out, before we bought that one, we had bought a slant load. 
and a much smaller slant load than we have now. And Nigel literally wouldn't fit in the stall, in the slant mm-hmm. load part. He wouldn't fit from front to back. So we had to. We actually went back to the same dealership the next day and said, "Our horse won't fit. What do we do now?" By the way, that's something I never thought I would have to ask: is buy a buy a freaking trailer that's worth twelve thousand dollars and have to take it back the next day because your horse doesn't fit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know so, what? Glenn clearly needed a new horse. Well, <laughs> they, they traded it up for the next one. They gave it our, all our money back because we ended up buying a more expensive one, of course. Um, but they traded it up. But yeah, that's something you got to think about, right? Uh, yep. It is. It is. Yeah. Especially height, too, when you get those big thoroughbreds like you have coming in all the time. <clears throat> they, they get pretty tall. All right. That's it for our post-show closer. Thank you for being here. All right. Bye. Congratulations. You made it through another post-show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.